You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world in the podcast where you become the hero. My next guest is a best-selling author, ranked top 100 entrepreneur by the White House, and has achieved the status of millionaire before the age of 24. I'm very excited to sit down and talk to Jason Capital about money, freedom, and being your true self. We're here with uh, Jason Capital. Uh, Jason, for the people who don't really know your story and don't know much about you, tell us a bit about you know how you started out. Like, what age did you uh, enter into the business world? Sure, man. Well, today a lot of people know me as the the million dollar expert. What I do is I help businesses who are making ten, twenty, thirty k a month, and I help them scale up to hundred k a month as fast as possible. Um, that's what I do now. How how am I qualified to even do that? Because that's kind of a big claim. I I started when I was 20 years old, um, college student, uh, went to four colleges in four years. I was one of those people where I just, all, growing up, I always was like, school, this is, it's not for me. This feels very much like a square peg in a round hole. Um, and I'm like a triangle. So if that, that geometry doesn't make sense at all, but it, right? it just wasn't for me. It didn't fit. So I go to one college, doesn't work, but another one doesn't work. And, you know, I skip class. I'm, I, so, I find I have so much more fun just playing basketball or hanging out with my friends or just I'm doing sure. the things I wanted, not what they wanted me to do in school. I'm sure that everybody listening in just loved school and they said, oh, my God, I want to do this forever. <laughs> well, you know, there are, are some people who are like, they go to school for life. Like they just, they get a degree and then they're like, well, real world, that sounds scary. Let me get another degree and exactly. then another and another. And then they another hit 42 one, and they got, yeah, yeah, they got, they got six degrees. It's like that old Kanye West song where he's like, you know what? I may not have a job, but I got my degrees to keep me warm at night. Right. <laughs> I, so, yeah. So at 24 schools, four years, I'm, I'm one year away from the so-called real world. I know I don't want a cubicle. I don't want a boss. I, that's, I know that's not for me, but I don't know what I want to do. And I start searching online. I'm like, well, maybe I can make money from the internet. And uh, I hear about this thing called internet marketing and like email marketing and courses and products and all this stuff. And it made no sense to me, but I was like, oh, but it seems like an avenue to make money. And there's a big online marketing conference called the Underground Online Marketing Seminar by a marketing legend named Yannick Silver. And 3,000 people attend this conference every year. And I see they're giving away 10 scholarships to 10 young entrepreneurs. And you have to be under the age of 25. I'm 20. I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot. Why not? So I apply and I don't hear anything back. And it's a week before the event. I haven't heard anything back. I'm assuming, okay, it didn't work, whatever. I'll keep going. And I get an email from the event organizer saying, hey, uh, so check it out. I got bad news and good news. Bad news, you were not one of the people uh, selected for the 10 scholarships. The good news is, however, is that number 10, she's from Pakistan. Her government won't let her come. Would you like to take her spot? You're number 11. And I'm like, fuck yes, I want to come. Let's do it. Uh, so I go to this event and I remember sitting up there at the front row because all the scholarship winners got like a front row table. And I'm listening to these internet marketers talk about SEO and analytics. And I have no 
freaking clue what they're doing. And I'm already starting to say to myself, you know what? This is too overwhelming. I'm just going to stay here this weekend and pretend that I understand it. And I'm going to go Dude, home and I'll probably end up having to get a real job because it's not going to work. This was 2009. Uh-huh. No, this was 2010. Excuse me. 2010 mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. was the year. Got it. It, was in, it was in Washington, D.C. So I'm, I'm, I'm already like literally I'm an hour into this event and I'm already deciding it's overwhelming. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you start into something new and you're excited about it. And then you like the book gets open and you see how hard it actually is and you start to get scared or you start to get hesitant or you start to run away because it, it looks hard and that was me so I literally I like during the break I like bolt out in the hallway I'm like I want to get away from it and there's this guy there who sees me kind of doing this and he ropes me back in and he sits me down on a couch <laughs> and he writes out a business plan for me and he's like just do this he goes this shit don't worry about this analytics stuff just do this and you will make money uh, and that man's name was Craig Ballantyne. And Craig was uh, my first mentor. He's well known today. He's a publisher of Early to Rise Magazine, uh, author, amazing guy. So I take his little, he like wrote it on like a piece of paper. It's like crumpled up. I put it in my pocket. I take it back to my dorm room in Michigan State and I just do what he says, right? Do what the mentor tells you. And uh, I started making about, about fifteen dollars or $20,000 a month immediately. Um, immediately. It was, it was instant. I did a, a product launch was the very first thing I ever did. And it was instant. We sold a bunch of stuff and a bunch of people started getting on a, a $47 a month recurring uh, course that I created. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was how I got started. Right. I, I literally, there was no like, let's start slowly and build. I just, I just hit six figures right away. I'm really curious to, to ask you like, what was the product and how did you choose it? How did you know, you know what, I'm going to try this instead of um, anything else? Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I, I was talking about with Craig was, was, he was like, well, you need a course. You need something to sell. I played basketball in college. I had trained players my whole life. I trained myself um, from a kid who was cut from the team uh, in eighth grade to, to getting you know, recruited to play college basketball. So I, I knew how to do that. And he was like, we can productize this. And you're just going to put it on videos and in an ebook so anyone around the world can access your training. Mm-hmm. Great. I got it, Craig. I'll do that. So that, that was what it was called. It was called Effective Ball Handling was the name of the program. It taught people how to, how to dribble a basketball better. So I think the website's probably still online. I've since sold that business, but I'm sure anyone listening could probably go find that. Uh, and that, that was it. There was no marketing plan. There was no avatar. I didn't like, I didn't have a full marketing plan. Like here's their fears and frustrations. Here's what keeps my, my prospect up at night. Here, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have all the marketing stuff that you're, you're supposed to do. What I had was I'd spent my entire teenage years and, and, and you know, 1920, I'd spent many, many years just in the gym every day with players. So I knew what they needed to hear. I knew what their mm-hmm. frustrations mm-hmm. were. I knew what their wants were. I knew, I knew about the marketplace because I was one of them. And if anyone's listening right now and you're looking to build your business or do anything online, it, it, you know, they, they say things like know your prospect. Like that's not just mm-hmm. a phrase. You truly need to know them. And, and frankly, it's better if you know them better than they know themselves. That's really how deep you have to get with your marketing if you want it to be immediately successful. And it's, it's even better if you become your prospect. If, you, if you're not your prospect yet, it's, it's very wise to start becoming that person. I See, I would disagree with that. I, mm. I'm, I'm like... I don't, I'm very, very much about people. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I may be taking what you just said out of context, right? I'm very mm-hmm. much about people being the most real, raw, authentic version of themselves. Yeah. So even like, like if you're selling coffee makers to people and you don't like coffee, like don't, don't mind fuck yourself into thinking you like coffee. So you got to try every coffee out there so you can know everything about them. Right? Like I'm saying like, if, if you're not going to become them, spend a load of time around them. 
Like really mm-hmm. listen to them, ask them questions, hang out at Starbucks and every other coffee shop that there is. Go to the Nespresso stores, buy this stuff, like go to the Facebook groups, go to the Amazon review sections, go to the Instagram pages, like mm-hmm. know everything about them and don't just hold it in your head, put it down in some type of organized little frameworks that you use to, to really understand um, understand about them because you know the, the most the most powerful thing in marketing and in sales isn't about having a good presentation it's not about being able to to use better you know psychological triggers and, and quote robert mm-hmm. cialdini's book better than anyone that's not what it's about it's about being able to describe your prospects problems better than they can themselves and the only way that you can do that is if you understand where they're at and what they're going through better than they do themselves yeah, absolutely. Um, what I was referring to basically is like when you want to level up, it's, uh, it's a very, very good idea to start thinking about these guys. If you want to serve a, uh, a different type of market, like for example, you started out serving um, basketball players, right? Or people who are yeah. super enthusiastic about basketball. But I'm sure that you had to go through some changes to start serving uh, entrepreneurs. Well, I, 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 what I'm saying is... is- <laughs> when I changed from, from serving, let's say basketball players or my dating clients to, to helping entrepreneurs, I, uh, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. It yeah, was, it wasn't about someone becoming, I, there's this, there's a lot of, uh, man, dude, there's, I'm sure you see them. There's so many ads out there and people out there selling stuff that they don't actually live, that they don't actually do, that they don't actually teach or they don't actually know themselves. I, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where this is going, but I just, I think that that, uh, there's a secret to marketing on the internet right now, especially in social media and everywhere that people are ignoring. And it's just called mm-hmm. authenticity. Uh, yeah, me, me and one of my buddies, we've, we have a saying that we go, everything is content, right? Because mm-hmm. people think if I'm going to make a sales video, I'm going to, I'm going to post a video of this. I have to, I have to look good. Uh, you know, my car has to be a Lamborghini uh, or I have to have a beach behind me or, you know, all this stuff and, and really get out of the shower. Your hair looks messed up. You're in a towel, make your video then. I assure you the authenticity of it will, will overpower any type of uh, passive status triggers that you may mm. have been able to embed in the video otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell us a bit, a bit more about that. You know, for people who are starting up in their businesses, what do you feel like, how do you help um, people who are starting out um, to get a good foundation in business? Because everybody talks about content, but what I found, for example, in my business, that it's super important who you do that content for as well. Um, because if you're marketing to people who are not really that ambitious, who are not really um, in the position to say, you know what, I'm going to change, right? I'm going to do something um, with my life. Then you're really struggling a lot in your business, right? So until you, what I really enjoyed about your marketing is that you're really specific with the business owners that you want to work with. You said, um, people who are working, who are making 30 or 40 grand a month, right? And they want to scale up to a million, right? So you're being super, super specific yes. on the people that you're, um, uh, that you're helping. Something that I learned from Dan, Dan Locke was that he said, I don't turn losers, uh, I, I don't make winners out of losers, I just help winners win more, right? So how would you say, mm-hmm. what would you say would be a wise process for people starting out in business? Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, one of the things I used to say when I was when I was doing my dating coaching was I don't I don't teach guys who are who are threes and fours and turn them into nines and tens. I take guys who are already eights and I turn them into nines and tens. Yeah. Right. And and it's it's not bad, it's not worse, it's specific. It's it's what you said. You it's the exact right word. It's specific. 
Um, you, when, when I think about someone starting a business foundation, the, the two big things I always think about is business model and targeting, right? What's the mm -hmm. model and who are we targeting? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll start with tar targeting first. So yes, like for me, like when, I, when we started this podcast, the very first thing I said, I did that on purpose because I know if someone's listening right now, I want, their, I want their antenna to go up and be like, oh, this is going to be for me. I specifically said, if you're making 10, 20, or 30K a month, and you want to get to 100K a month, a million dollar mark, that's what I do. And uh, I'm very specific. And I didn't have to make a big, bold claim that sounded like bullshit. I didn't have to shout it. I just said it in a normal voice. Most people mm -hmm. think marketing is, let me shout the promise louder and louder and louder. But mm -hmm. when you get your targeting right, it actually just, you don't just have to. whispering in your prospect's ear. Yeah, you, it's like mm -hmm. a whisper in their ear and they go, hmm, that's for me. Right. So uh, how do you get clear about your targeting? One of the I mean, really, just take a piece of paper, draw three columns next to each other. And then at the top of these three columns, right, who are three potential groups of people that I think I could target? And the way we always think about targeting is uh, the niche is always is the what and the who. Right. Like, who are you going to be helping and what, what is the problem that you're going to be solving? And you're looking for some combination of these two. I could go deeper with my targeting and I could say I help female entrepreneurs who are making 10 and 20 a month and want to get to hundred, that would be even more targeted. And if you were female listening to this, your antennas would have gone up even more mm -hmm. for what I just said. Right. So you pick up the, 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 the three, so we have three columns and at the top three potential groups of people you, that you think you would like to help. And then under each of those three, ask yourself these three questions, right? Can I help them solve their problem? Make sure you have a yes to that one. The mm -hmm. second one, uh, do I like them? Can I see myself working with them for the next yeah, 10 years? I know, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, I know a, yeah. a lot of people who, who make, a lot of my friends making millions of dollars a year and they're fucking miserable. Yeah, they hate they their lives. Clients, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. totally. So that's the second. And then the third, so it's, it's uh, can I help them? Do I like them? And the third one, can they pay? Right? Yeah. Can they pay? Because you don't, you don't want to get into a niche you know, you don't, you don't want to get into a niche where you're selling like how to make money courses to broke people, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're broke. They want to make money, but they're not going to be able to pay for it because they're broke. Yeah. That's why you see, you see marketing out there. You see headlines out there that are like how to make six figures from your laptop, even if you're broke. And then the person's like, no one can afford my course. And I don't exactly. know why. Well, look at who yeah. you're targeting. Your headline, yeah. your head, your headline is pushing away people with money. And it is calling out to only people with no money. You're doing your marketing all wrong. So that's targeting, right? We got to get that right. And the second one is model, right? So what is the actual business model? What is the ascension that we're taking this through? Uh, Dan Kennedy, who's one of my marketing mentors, I'm sure you're familiar with, with the great uh, legendary Dan Kennedy. He taught this thing called the ascension model for many years mm -hmm. where it's, it's an ascension model. So you get someone in and you get them something for like a low barrier offer, something yeah. nice and cheap. And then you sell them the next thing, a little bit more expensive. And then you yep. sell them the next thing, a little bit more expensive. Then you sell them the next thing. This is really expensive. And the next thing, this is, oh my God, expensive. And then you sell them the next thing, which is, holy fuck, are you kidding me? That's expensive. Mm -hmm. And you just keep moving them up the ladder. I think Dan Kennedy is wrong. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I think I actually think so too. I, yeah, I do it I, the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because I do it the other way around too. Exactly. And I found it. It works much, way much better, better, man. Yeah. It's much better. It's yeah. so much better. And so I, what I recommend <clears throat> is have something not, don't have your front end be five or 10 or 20 bucks. Have it be yeah. free. Have your front end be free mm -hmm. and have it be yeah, epic. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Have it be transformational. Yeah. yeah. Have it 
Yeah. And then just bump them right up to the expensive thing. Yeah. They're yeah. ready to go. Because trust like, is built much faster on the internet today. So and and this, this is something that I learned also from my, my uh, marketing mentor. Um, and he said, look, just talk to somebody who can afford you. Talk to somebody and, and show them your high-end product first and talk to them, you know, give them the one-on-one coaching first because, um, or, you know, something that's super high end because they're going to benefit a lot more from that. You're going to get them the result faster. And if they say, look, that's awesome. That's great. I want to do it, but I can't afford it. They say, okay, no problem. I have this group coaching or something else. Right. So you still have an opportunity to, um, make some money off that phone call off that, off that sales calls. And to all the, all the martial arts uh, masters and teachers who are listening in right now, guys, learn this aspect. You know, talk to people, get people to, um, to, to train with you one-on-one and then get them into your group for coaching. Yeah, so I, I, got, I got excited. Totally, man, totally. And it, it's, it's exactly right. And if anyone's listening, you will be able to make a lot of money a lot faster if you, uh, you do what we just said here. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever trained martial arts? Zero. Mm. Awesome. Zero. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've thought about it many times. Um, I've what never, would be, I've like, what would be one martial art that you would, um, that you would try? The, the Bruce Lee one, for sure. Kendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, that's, that's funny that you is, It'd either that. be that. It's, it's funny that you say that because I'm actually teaching his, um, his initial martial art, the one that he uh, picked up in China when he was living there. Yeah. And um, yeah, Jeet Kune Do is pretty, awesome, pretty fun. And you probably, you probably got inspired to train Jeet Kune Do because uh, you pro- uh, Dan keeps talking about it. Well, it's, it frankly is Bruce Lee. You know, my, my whole thing, Bruce Lee is amazing. If it was good enough for Bruce Lee, it's definitely good enough for me. <laughs> That's how I think about it yeah the uh, the other one that is intriguing to me is is wing chun and i don't know how similar or dissimilar that is exactly what i'm teaching uh but it's it's the same thing what it's what i teach i teach wing chun that's that is awesome man we're gonna let's let's talk right after this this podcast i want to learn more about that definitely Uh, because (laughs) the only reason i know about it is because uh my hero robert downey jr tony stark yeah i lives lives wing chun and he he credits it for changing his life yeah 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 you you've seen that oprah interview right where he was talking about how much it helped him overcome um his um his situation yeah absolutely and i see that all the time with my students you know people who uh even even people who thought of killing themselves you know they just they come to training and it just completely changes their lives absolutely yeah that's that's funny it's It's, funny you say that it's so cool that's what you do man yeah yeah so cool yeah yeah cool man so um tell us a bit more about um your plans right because i know that i know that uh dan spilled the beans that um you know you chose the name jason capital right how was how was jason capital born well in a, in a hospital with my mother what do you what do you mean specifically <laughs> because um you know tony robbins once said that you know, Tony Robbins, I created this motherfucker, right? So sure. what I'm asking, how did you decide on who you wanted to be? Like, um, how did you dream up that you, you said that, you know what? I want my life to be like that, you know, uh, because this is important to me. This sure. is important to me. And this is important to me. And that's what, it, that's what I wanted to be um, about. 
Totally, man. Yeah, so uh, I, I think the Tony Robbins quote is very uh, apropos. I feel as though I, I created this person here as well. Uh, it, it started because in my early 20s, man, I was very unsuccessful with the opposite sex. Very, very unsuccessful. Did not know how to talk to them. Was very shy around them. I never had that problem. Couldn't be my real self around them. Yeah, totally. No guy ever does, right? <laughs> uh, and 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 that's but that's that's how I felt. So, uh, my my mission it 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 wasn't about who do I want to be to start. It was who do I need to be in order mm-hmm. to attract the women that I want. And yeah. this is something a lot of guys do is is they put who their real personality. Let's set that aside for a moment and let's just project a personality and a character type that uh, the, the most attractive women are just going to be helplessly attracted to. And that's, and that's what I did for, for many, many years. And um, I got very, very good at that, but I also felt very, very empty inside because I continually ignored who I really was in favor of who other people wanted me to be. Yeah. And uh, a few years ago, I, I made a decision where I was like, I'm, I'm done being anything but myself. And, and my highest value is authenticity being mm-hmm. the most raw, authentic version of myself and showing up big everywhere I go. And uh, that's, that, that's what I do. That you, you said, like, what's important to me? Authenticity is incredibly important to me. Uh, freedom is incredibly important to me. I need to be able to wake up each morning and be able to ask myself, what would I like to do today? And if I can't do the answer to that question, something's fucked up. Something needs yeah. to change. So that's really important to me. Um, and then the third one is fun. I have to have fun doing what I'm doing. We are uh, in my team here in Newport beach. We, we had a new project manager who we brought on and she is, she's like balls to the wall. Like, like she, like she walks around the office. Is that done? Is that done? Like we need to get everything done. And I love that kind of tenacity. We need that in our project manager, but she put, she was so intense on deadlines that it sucked the fun out of everything for everybody. Mm. Everyone now is just like, now it's just, it's just boring, tedious work. And I got all this pressure on me. And I had to tell her, I was like, listen, getting shit done is really important. And we're always going to get shit done on deadlines because that's who we are. But if we don't have fun along the way, then it doesn't matter what we get done because the end result will suffer. So the work always suffers if we're not having fun when we're creating it. Like this podcast we're talking right now, like this is fun. If this wasn't, if this wasn't a fun conversation, I wouldn't be doing it and you wouldn't be doing it. Right. We do this because it's, it's fun. So, you know, authenticity, freedom, and fun are are three of the most important things for me at this point in my life. You know, fun actually is starting to be to become a, a more important in my component in my life uh, quite recently. You know, and today I wrote like next to my to do list. Um, I wrote the question, "How am I going to have fun?" You know, and it's funny because you know, the top of my list was, "How am I going to have fun?" Instagram lives. How am I going to have fun? Podcast interviews. How am I going to have fun? Um, write something cool for my community. It's like, like shit. You know, actually. I'm actually enjoying this stuff, you know? It's like, you know, and it's, to me, it's crazy. It's, it's soul sucking. Have you ever, uh, did you work like in a job? Like, um, have you had that experience or did you just like jump in into um, entrepreneurship? <laughs> I, I had one job for two weeks. It doesn't count. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was fired. Yeah. I was fired from my first ever job and it was an internship. They were not paying me. And by, after like, after three months, they said, you can go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd they say that in your opinion? Ah, uh, man, I was a horrible employee. I was like horrible, <laughs> horrible to me. Like, Good you know, it, 
it, it took so much to accept this fact about myself that if I'm not into something 100%, then I'm not in, right? And, and it was a huge struggle for myself because I was trying to fit like a, a square peg into a wrong hole. Yeah, and, and I see a lot, a lot of people who are trying to do that. They're trying to be something else just to have a paycheck by the end of the month, right? And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, Jason, totally. what, what is one question that people don't really ask you and you'd like uh, to be asked more? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, man, that's, that's a, first of all, that is a damn good question right there. You know what, what's interesting is I never, I don't know if I want to be asked about it, but I very rarely get asked about like my day to day. Like mm -hmm. everyone, everyone wants to know about, like, they want to know about the big money stuff and the cars and the trips and the big events. But no one cares like what's happening Wednesday at like 3.15 p.m. Just what's happening work. Wednesday on 3.15 p.m., Jason? <laughs> Dude, at Wednesday, 3.15 p.m., I'm probably uh, – I'm coaching a client for sure. Um, actually, you know what? I take that back. So here, here's how my schedule is set up. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from 2 to 5 p.m. I'm That's when I'm working with clients. That's when I coach them. Wednesdays, I don't work. Um, and this was recently, I recently instituted this like three weeks ago now. So it's, this is new, but it's amazing for me so far. Wednesdays are my flow days is what I call them. Um, where I wake up Wednesday, there's nothing on my schedule. My assistant and my team know not to put anything there on Wednesday. And I wake up and I really say, what do I want to do today? And with the first thing that comes to mind, I just, I do it. And then I just continue with that kind of free flow, that carefreeness throughout the day. And, and just wherever it leads me, it leads me. But um, one, it's really fun. As you know, it's important to me. And it's super recharging just to be in the middle of the week when everyone else is working to just be completely like overwhelmingly free um, yeah. on a Wednesday. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. And did you yeah. notice that like when, when you actually... Yeah. And allow... it's not... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, it's not... If anyone listening is like, it's not out of reach for you. Mm -hmm. it, it, just take a look at all the activities you're doing first sort through them and go, which, which ones do I really not need to be doing anymore? Cause yeah. I guarantee you're doing, you know, get rid of those. And then the other stuff, just, just put more stuff on your Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, like go a little bit harder on those days to buy yourself an entire 24 hours of freedom. Um, totally worth it. And totally, totally doable. Hey, Sorry to interrupt the interview. I'll let you get back to it as soon as I ask you this question. Are you making five to seven grand in your business? And would you like to be making 10 grand or better yet, would you like me to personally show you how you can easily make 10 grand in your business without putting in more hours? Awesome. All you have to do is connect with me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook. You have links in the description because I'm giving away 10 free business breakthrough sessions to the first 10 entrepreneurs who take advantage of this offer and uh, contact me. So all you have to do is uh, follow me on Instagram or connect with me on Facebook and just send me a direct message with the text business breakthrough. And I'll show you exactly how you can scale to 10 grand a month without working more hours. 
And do you notice like when you allow yourself uh, or you set up the intention that, you know what, today's going to be about flow. I mean, I'm just want, I just want things to flow and I want to flow, right? This is, um, um, we're already talking about what Bruce Lee said, like be like water, right? Did, did you notice that you're having like better ideas or you're becoming a lot more creative and you're coming up with solutions to stuff like uh, from different angles that you didn't see before? Completely. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I did it. You know, I didn't do it because I was overworked. I did it because if I'm doing, if I, if I wake up and every day we're just doing tasks and I get this done, get this done, get this done. There's no space for reflection and perspective and for us to, to mix and mold our lives and our businesses the ways that we want to. So yeah, totally. When I'm flowing on those days, that's when I have all these great ideas are allowed to finally, I'm, they're finally allowed to bubble up and, uh, and, and I can see them. It's a lot like, uh, like I like, I like psychedelics and I, I mess around with them sometimes in small mm-hmm. doses just to play around with them, to get new ideas for my businesses and, and my relationships and stuff. And um, the same ideas that come up then are the same ideas that kind of come up even when I'm just doing, when I'm, if, if six days a week, I'm zigging that one day a week where I'm just totally yep. zagging, doing everything different, different environments, different activities, different movements, different, every different breathing patterns, different everything. I, yeah, the ideas are, are constantly coming up. Just yeah. Like you said. Definitely. Did you try ayahuasca yet? Not yet. I have not tried that. Uh, a lot of my friends have, and, and as you know, every, it's it's like the in thing to do now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's I have more not. More I, don't, I have no plans. Yeah, I have no plans to do it. But almost everything else besides that, I, I probably dabbled in. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, tell us a bit more about your day. Like, what what does your day usually look like? Like besides talking sure. to, so, right, so, besides talking to martial arts maniacs on the other side of the planet, how do you start your day? Uh, uh, so I wake up. Uh, uh, I wake up at six thirty every day. A lot of my friends wake up earlier than me. Um, you know, Craig Valentine wakes up at like like three forty-five a.m. or something. Like something crazy. Whoa. I don't. Uh, six thirty is good enough for me. Yeah. So I wake up. Uh, my thing is, I used to have these long morning rituals. And frankly, they would cause more anxiety than anything else because mm-hmm. you're like, I just lost an hour and now I, I'm behind on the day because your morning yeah. ritual is so long. So my morning ritual is six minutes. I wake up, uh, I drink a full thing of, of water, like the, the 9.9 negative ionized pH healthy thing, whatever it's called. I do that. Yeah. Uh, and then I go and I do, I do bioenergetics for five minutes. So it's usually, you know, Elliot Holst is a good friend of mine. So he, he kind of set me up with uh, a bioenergetic stool Okay. Um, which How does that work? Basically, a thing that I keep in my meditation room, and I go in there, and I mm-hmm. all kinds of deep. Have you ever heard of it before? Not really. It's not. I'm, I I heard of bioenergy, but I'm not exactly um, familiar with the with the actual ritual of bioenergetics. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, if if you're into that kind of stuff, dude, you're gonna have a very fun next couple of days on YouTube. Uh, bioenergetics is a, it's basically a, tor- a type of body therapy. So right. the, the creators of it, and I, again, I'm not an expert on it, so I'm going to do my best, but the creators of it kind of felt that most of the therapies out there were all brain stuff, addictions, thought patterns, things like that. And they're trying to solve these brain problems with more talking about it, right? And Einstein mm-hmm. said, you can't solve problems at the level that they were created. So, right. so if your problem is thoughts, how are we going to solve it by thinking more? 
right? It's it, the, the old rule is if the problem is in the head, solutions in the body, the solutions in the body. Um, if the problem's in the body, then the solutions in the head. So if you've got a head thing, that's go very, to your body to fix it. Very right? good. That's so, very good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so bio is, it's a large swath of different exercises that you do all kinds of shaking, convulsing and breathing and kicking and screaming and grunting and very yeah. primal stuff. Um, but it's incredible. You, you, all kinds of, of trapped, uh, joy and anger and sadness, they Comes are out. trapped in our bodies and bioenergetics <laughs> kind of erupts them and releases them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'll do it and you will start laughing hysterically and you won't know why, or you might start crying and you won't know why, or you might get angrier, red hot smoke out of your ears than you've ever been. And you have to, and you don't know why, but it's, it, it's incredible. That's why I do it every day. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I actually had a student who is, uh, uh, who's currently teaching TRE, um, which is very similar to that. It, it involves a lot of shaking and, uh, for guys, for everyone listening in, it's, it's usually a release of emotions that you have piled up inside your body and they're not really expressed. Is that accurate? Is that what you're, uh, referring totally, to? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. culture in this society where are not allowed to be expressed at the wrong times. You can't yeah. get angry at your boss. You can't punch someone when they piss you off. So we're constantly pushing these emotions in and they literally get trapped in yeah. the musculature and the, the soft tissues of our body. And they have to be released one way or another. Uh, and that's, that's exactly what Bioenergetics does. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I love the, I love what you said. Like if the problem's in the head, then you have to solve it in the body. And if it's in the body, you have to solve it in the head. Guys, take this and note it, uh, write it down somewhere, somewhere where you see it. That's actually the, the reason why I decided to create my, uh, my martial arts, the way that I, my martial arts school, the way I did, right. Um, I created the first personal development through martial arts school because I realized that you're not going to learn confidence by talking about it. Right. So what you get in a personal development seminar or scenario um is great but you, you keep it in your head you don't do it with your body and what martial arts was missing was this idea of okay now you're you're stronger and now you have more courage but what do you do with it right so nobody nobody teaches you how to level up in your business nobody teaches you how to um, improve your communication skills right so yeah yeah that's fascinating that's that's cool that's cool that you mentioned that Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. Awesome. So awesome. Um, I know that tomorrow you're having, uh, you're teaching email marketing to uh, your students, right? Or actually tonight, isn't it? Yeah, a few right? hours, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about that. You know, how, um, how do you keep email marketing relevant in 2018 for everybody? Because I'm sure that a lot of people are still using email marketing. Open rates are, uh, are a lot lower than, you, than they used to. Uh, than it used to be, how do you tr turn that into an advantage rather than a disadvantage? Totally, man. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing is we have to realize that email marketing has changed. Uh, there's this 900 pound gorilla in the room called social media, and mm -hmm. that has impacted everything else. And email marketing has changed. So that's the first thing. The second thing is not a bad thing. Um, what's changed the, the first thing, and I don't want to go too deep into the metrics of it here, but it's not that open rates are down. People are still opening emails as much as they ever were. It's that most likely your emails or the person listening, their emails are not getting through to that person's inbox. Mm -hmm. So email has changed, but deliverability has changed also. Deliverability standards have changed. 
So there's certain things that you can do and certain things you need to do to make sure that your emails are going to be hitting the primary tab um, of your prospect your customer's inbox. If you can do those things, your open rates will, will go back up to where you want to do. Our open rates are usually just under 30% now, um, which is actually higher than they were three or five years ago. So, okay. so get your deliverability fixed is the first thing. Um, the second part that's changed is uh, most of your email readers are reading on mobile. They're not reading on an iPad or a laptop or a desktop. They're on their phone reading it. And yes. because of that, you need to respect the, the medium. Right? You need to respect the phone and respect the fact that it's a small screen. I used to write these 2,000 word emails every day that were like mini products of their own. And I used yeah. to love writing them. And then at some point they didn't, they, they stopped, the engagement went down and the money made went down off of them, even though the emails were just as good. And I'm sitting there wondering why, what is it? It's because everyone's on mobile and no one's gonna read 2,000 word email on their phone. It's just not gonna happen. Um, so the second thing is, is shorter, shorter is much better. I would keep your emails lower than 100 words. Uh, and I would let, if, if you're selling over email, keep your email short under hundred words and let the landing page do the selling for you, whether it's a video or sales copy or something like that, let the landing page do the work for you. Don't sell an email. Email to me now is all about, uh, building trust and getting the click. Those two things continue to build trust and reinforce trust and get the click. And again, let the landing page do the work for you. Uh, I really enjoyed your video on, um, building trust and, um, you were sharing, you know, you, you were touching upon what we discussed um, already on being authentic and uh, sharing a lot more of what you're doing, like stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think is important, small stuff like, oh, you know, I actually tripped on my way out today or some, some crazy stuff like that. How do you, how do you, how do people get or build more trust over social media and, uh, and email? Yeah. So to, to build more trust in social media and email, you have to do, at least for me, what's, what's very uncomfortable, at least it was at first, which is start sharing stuff, the stuff that you don't want to share, right? So like a really good exercise to do right now is make a list of the top 10 things you don't want your audience to know about you. And then over the next 10 days, share each one of those things. Like that would be a really good way to start building trust. Just to start you getting more comfortable um, sharing all of you instead of parts of you, right? I believe that um, anything that we feel we have to hide from someone else, we have shame around that thing. And the only way to stop having shame around that thing is to open up and share it publicly, right? Because now we're not hiding it anymore. So that's a really good way to start. And the, the reason is the saying goes, disclosure is disarming. The more you disclose about yourself, not just the things that you think are good, but all the stuff, warts and all, that's what's going to create more trust, connection, and bonding um, with, with your audience. So like for me, I share like random stuff uh, about like I'm drinking this juice. I'm taking my dogs for a walk. I just had the best smoothie of my life. This is the worst mango I've ever had. Things that are like pointless, uh, but they're just things about your day to day life that people care about. Um, and it, it it's weird because you think to build trust, it's like I got to get a certification and a degree, yeah, exactly, and credentials, and I need a white lab coat and I need a Lamborghini, and then I, that's that's not gonna do it anymore. Right. It's about being as real as fuck, like, like just be real as fuck about everything. And you will be amazed at how much more trust you have. And even more importantly, how much more attracted your audience is to you because now you're being more polarizing as you're more offensive. Yeah, absolutely. And what I noticed, at least in my school, oh, and by the way, I have nothing to hide, right? I, haven't, I didn't have like 10 things already thinking of that, that 
I don't want people to know, right? No, nothing, nothing to hide. No, definitely. But seriously, I have a lot of stuff and that you, you're sure. uh, giving me a lot more clarity on, on that message. Um, but what I noticed when I was teaching, um, that when I stepped out of this um, personality of, oh my God, I'm the instructor, I'm the teacher, I have to have all the answers. And once I started sharing with my students that, look, I don't know everything. I, if somebody punches me really hard, they will knock me out cold, right? And that's, it's, it's normal, it's natural, right? It's, uh, you're not gonna be perfect. People started to connect with me on a much, much deeper level, right? And um, that's very powerful, you know, when you're being honest and you're being vulnerable with people. Um, idealization. You're a real person who can actually get punched in the face just like anybody else. Oh, it's a real person, I can connect with that person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I tell all my, my customers, my clients, the same thing. I tell them, I tell them, listen, yeah, I don't know everything. I will say I don't know when I don't know because there are things I don't know. And just like you, I'm a, I'm, I'm a student for life. Right? That, that's my whole mentality. I'm a student for life. I am always learning. I'm always improving. Um, there's a few things I've done that you haven't yet, and I can help you with those. But, you mm -hmm. know, like, don't, don't put a halo on me and assume I have the answers to the world. No one does. Right? All the, all the best answers are inside you. They're not inside me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a, great, that's a mark of a great coach. I, wish I, I, will, I noticed that. Um, somebody who helps you find your own answers. Awesome. Yes. Jason, we're getting ready to wrap up. Um, what is one question that you'd like to ask uh, the audience? The, ask you or to ask the audience? To, to ask the audience. Perfect. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's go to what we were just talking about. So here's, I'll make it easy for them. What are, what are three things that you don't want your audience to know or your friends or your family? What are three things you don't want them to know? List them out and then share them. Tell somebody, tell everybody, right? But, but do that because the bond and the trust you'll create with those people will be so much stronger. You'll be so much more relaxed because you're, you're caring so much less. Uh, and you'll, you'll strengthen yourself to realize, hey, people like me, for me, not just for the good parts I show, but for, for everything about me, the light, the dark, and everything in between. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that ties into what you were saying when it comes to dating. When you, when you decide to just be yourself and to attract the people who actually make sense to be in your life because you're being authentic and uh, you're showing people, look, this is who I am and this is who I am not, uh, you're just going to end up being happier. And you're going to be attracting more people who uh, will, will be the right fit for you. Mm. Awesome. Totally. Awesome. Totally. And, and you know what? I need, I need to add here about that. I, I was like, I can't get girls. What should I do? And the girl's like, well, just be yourself. Right. And the problem is most guys, they don't know who they are. When you tell them yeah. be yourself, they don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah. They have no idea. They are an amalgamation of the expectations and comments parents, teachers, and friends have said about them for the first 20, 30, 40 years of their life. They don't know who they are. So you have to go on this, this journey uh, within yourself to find out what are your preferences? What, what do you dislike? What are your values? What, what are not your values? And, and once you start getting clear on that, then and only then is be yourself the best advice, period. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For me personally, the biggest change in that sense, because I spent most, I was talking to my girlfriend, right? Um, I, I was telling her that, you know, I, I was saying in my 20s that I want to build my business. But it wasn't true because in my free time, what I was, all that I was doing was chasing women. And the more you chase something, the more elusive it becomes, right? 
So when I, when I said, you know, enough of this and I started meditating, I started looking inside and I started to do exactly what you said, like getting to know myself and being happy with who I was. All the techniques didn't matter because, you know, it just happened naturally and people were coming to me rather than me chasing, chasing people and chasing the results. Did, did you find the same thing in business? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. The, the people out there who are marketers and salespeople who are constantly, uh, cha- they're, they're like, you know, like it'd be, for instance, an example would be, I never work on Wednesdays. And then they get an opportunity to pitch some big CEO on a Wednesday at 11 a.m. and they break the rule for the CEO, mm-hmm. right? That, that's an example of that. And that's low status and that's weak, right? Yeah. And, and the person who's like, that's fine. Let's just refine it. We'll wait two weeks. We'll schedule another date. They're more carefree. They're more nonchalant. They're less, they're more detached. Um, and they, they have integrity because their rule is I don't work on Wednesdays and they actually live by that rule. They're yeah. an entity. They're strong. Uh, and that, that's so much more attractive, you know, and it's, it's, it is pervasive in all, anything that involves humans in some type of human to human interaction. What we're talking about here is, is effective no matter what. Awesome. Awesome. Guys. So let us know in the comments, what are the top three things that, um, you you did not share with your close ones and uh you would like to to create a a stronger bond and uh go ahead and follow jason jason where is the best place where people can get in touch with you man so uh uh, at jason capital is my and if you hit the type that we talked about before shoot me a dm i'll see if i can help you out Awesome. Awesome. Oh, you'll definitely find links in the description of this interview. And uh, yeah, guys, go ahead and follow Jason. Uh, Definitely go for his coaching program. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks for listening in. Be sure to share this episode with a friend. And if you're ready to scale your business from 5 or 7K a month to 10K a month, Go ahead and connect with me on social media on Facebook or Instagram. The links are in the description. And uh, send me a direct message with the text Business Breakthrough. I am giving away 10 Business Breakthrough sessions to the first entrepreneurs who get in touch with me and ask for these uh, coaching sessions. So go ahead and connect with me and send me a DM. I'll see what I can do to level up your business so that you reach 10K without having to work more hours.